0: Ciao, everybody, and welcome to Data-Driven Talk, the podcast about data and data storage. I'm your host, Enrico Signoretti, and today we will talk about file services on the cloud. Share file system, to be more specific. My guest for this episode is Jerome McFarland, VP of Marketing at Elastic File. Hi, Jerome. Thank you for joining us today. Hi, Enrico. Thanks a lot for having me. So we are recording uh, uh, this uh, this episode uh, on the 15th of uh, October, and uh, I know that uh, you have a nice uh, news for uh, for tomorrow. I think, right?
1: Yeah, that's correct.
0: Maybe we will talk about it uh, later at the end of the, the show. Also, because this one will go uh, online later this week. Yes. Let's start with uh, with uh, you know the, the topic of the day. I, I mentioned the cloud file services. Okay, meaning uh, uh, file system. NFS shared services and so on. It looks like uh, the, this kind of service is a little bit of a challenge for cloud providers. If I look at the history of um, service provider like Amazon, for example, okay, they started with S3, and then they added ephemeral uh, storage with EC2 block storage later, and uh, uh, it, it's a uh, EFS the file system, the NFS shared uh, volumes are are now available, but actually they they come very late in the game and also they they don't look as mature as the other services. So that leads to a question. Is really a file service in the cloud important today?
1: Definitely, Uh, you know, we see file services as being critically important to help enable enterprises to leverage all the benefits of the cloud. I think what happened historically is as the cloud began to emerge and the benefits and value that the cloud could offer became clear, people were initially thinking that object storage was gonna be the default standard for the cloud, but as it turns out, most of the applications that enterprises leverage are written for file systems. And so what you've seen is a a growing focus and importance on delivering uh, the proper type of file storage in the cloud to help enable those enterprise applications that really require that type of a data interface.
0: So you're meaning somehow that uh, with, uh, with more organization delivering application to the cloud, there is a need of traditional ways to access data because this this is the way they were doing this in uh, the on-premises installations, right? So they are migrating workloads somehow, and uh, and they want to do the same things that they had, you know, in their data centers, right? Exactly,
1: exactly. Uh, all applications and workloads. Uh, cannot and will not be rewritten uh, for the cloud. The cloud needs to be able to support those applications in an application native way. And really file storage with protocols like NFS are already the standard for most of the applications that enterprises are using. And so as they move to the cloud, they need those exact same interfaces, whether they're doing a burst of a workload to the cloud for temporary use of additional resources in the cloud, or if they're doing a wholesale migration of a workload in the cloud and shutting down a data center in some cases.
0: What kind of uh, um, workloads do you see the most with, um, at least with your solution?
1: Yeah, we see a wide range of workloads. You know, I mentioned the two different types of use cases, uh, bursts and also wholesale lift and shifts. On the burst side of things, we see applications in the media space. We see people bursting workloads to get additional compute resources for jobs like rendering and transcoding. Uh, We also see in the manufacturing area with semiconductor design being an example, people bursting workloads to the cloud again to get additional resources to get their workloads completed more quickly than they could on-premises with the available resources. Uh, On the the wholesale lift and shift side, we see things like SAP workloads uh, moving from on-premises data centers into the cloud. And in the different types of use cases, both of them require, all of them require file services, and, but they have different requirements for performance versus cost, which relates to some of the new news that we'll be talking about later today from the last five.
0: You mentioned a lot of workloads, but they are very, very active workloads. So are you, do you mean that nobody uses file services you know, for secondary workloads on the cloud?
1: We definitely do also see people leveraging file storage for workloads like backup and archive, etc., Uh, From ElastiFiles perspective, that's not our company focus. We're more focused on enabling enterprises to run workloads that are focused on application processing in the cloud. But definitely our technology uh, can support uh, workloads and applications where they're using the cloud as a backup location, but that's just not our company focus. But for organizations and enterprises who want to take that first step into the cloud, by leveraging it as a backup location, and then maybe later down the road, they decide to process the data in the cloud with cloud resources, we can definitely support that as well.
0: I understand. Why is so difficult to to build a reliable, scalable, and, you know, performant file system on the cloud? You know, I, I can imagine, you know, all the scale-out uh, challenges that everybody has, but uh, it's not as common, you know, a, a cloud file system, a scalable, Cloud file system is not that common as in the, in the rest of the industry right now.
1: Yeah, I, I think it's a challenge for several different reasons. I mean, one of them, as you alluded to, is scalability. When you think about the cloud in a lot of use cases, the motivation for going to the cloud is to get scalable, elastic resources. And so at the data layer where we operate with the file system, you have to deliver a solution that is similarly scalable and similarly elastic and that's not easy to do. Uh, It's also been challenging for many vendors to move away from their legacy hardware centric architectures that were designed for on-premises data centers and align those solutions with the needs and requirements of the cloud. Elastifile solution was designed from scratch for the cloud. So everything in our solution is fully distributed, the way we manage metadata, all the details under the covers of how we're managing data, moving data, it's all built for cloud environment which is something that really we feel you need to do from the beginning with your file system design to make it work accordingly and appropriately in the cloud.
0: So the main difference is that uh, you designed a file system that is good for the cloud, okay, with the kind of resources that you have from a cloud provider, right? While, uh, you know, traditional system uh, maybe uh, are, um, are designed with, uh, you know, x86 servers in mind, physical servers, plenty of disks some, sometimes, and so on, so different kind of resources that you have uh, available.
1: Yeah, I mean, I think the way that I would look at it is, we design for a scalable, flexible environment uh, that the cloud offers, but in addition, being able to combine that scalability and flexibility with an enterprise experience, so still giving you all the capabilities like data reduction, deduplication and compression, snapshots, high availability features, all the things that enterprise applications and workflows rely on, but merged and combined with the scalability and elasticity of the cloud. And it's it's blending those two things uh, that becomes very challenging uh, with you know, pre-existing solutions that are trying to be modified for the cloud. You have to really build for those two things from the beginning.
0: Let's talk about Elastify then, the company, uh, the mission, and just uh, an introduction of your company.
1: Yeah, no problem. So. Alastaffile was founded in two thousand and thirteen, really uh, with the mission and the vision to help enable enterprise adoption of the cloud. Right? Our founders they saw a need in the cloud for the scalable enterprise grade file services for all the reasons that we've been discussing. They recognized the fact that enterprise applications rely on file services today, and that as those applications and those workloads increasingly Uh, adopt the cloud and seek to leverage cloud resources, that a similar type of data layer would be required with all the data mobility uh, features that can help enable not only the use of a file system in the cloud, but also the management of the data in the cloud and also between clouds and between on-premises and cloud. So that's why File was founded. And so between that time and now, the company has been developing this data management platform based on our scalable cloud file system to help enable that enterprise adoption of cloud.
0: Okay. How does File works in practice? Yeah. So the
1: File software basically takes cloud storage resources uh, that are available in public clouds. So we support uh, Google today, we support AWS, and we also support Azure. We take those cloud resources and we aggregate them seamlessly to present a single namespace uh, file system that we present to the applications. So you could think of EBS volumes in AWS, for example, we'll pool those resources and create a file system and then present an NFS mount point to the applications. So the applications, they interface with our file system the exact same way that they would with an on-premises file system. And customers get the flexibility with Elastifile to choose not only the capacity that they want in the file system, but they can also choose the type of underlying storage resources. So, for example, they can choose in Google Cloud. Now, taking a different example, they can choose to select the locally attached SSDs, or they could, for example, choose the hard drive-based storage devices. So, under the covers, there are different storage devices, and Elastifile is aggregating them together to create this single namespace file system.
0: So, it's a scale out uh, uh, solution, but uh, how easy is to scale? Uh, the solution or sometimes just shrink because you need uh, you need you know less resources because you don't need the data anymore or whatever. Yes,
1: Elastifile allows customers to scale out or scale in uh, their file system as necessary based on the requirements of their use case and their workload. So through our management UI uh, you can add additional nodes to add capacity to an Elastifile cluster on demand and then if additional capacity or if the capacity that you have is no longer needed you can also remove nodes. And so we'll resize the cluster accordingly uh, based on what the user desires at a given point in time.
0: Do you have uh, features like uh, remote replication, if I want to operate in a multi-cloud environment, for example?
1: Yes, definitely we see asynchronous replication as an important feature, and it's something that Elastafile offers. Uh, For us, actually, asynchronous replication is predominantly used within the cloud, uh, within a single cloud environment. Because what we see is that workloads like SAP migrations, as an example, uh, in those types of use cases, organizations want to replicate clusters across availability zones within a cloud to ensure high availability. And so in those use cases, they'll leverage asynchronous replication to make a copy of their test dev or their pre-production or their production environments so that if an availability zone has a failure, uh, they won't lose access to their data.
0: I see, but uh, maybe I want to be sure that uh, if uh, Amazon goes down, I have all my data somewhere else.
1: Yes, in addition to our asynchronous replication feature, we also have a capability that we call Cloud Connect. What Cloud Connect does is it can take data from any on-premises file system. It doesn't have to be a file, It could be NetApp, it could be Isilon. We'll take that data and we'll encode it into object format retain all of the file system structure. So all of the file directory hierarchy, all the attributes, all the links, et cetera. Everything that makes it a file system, but we will encode it into object. So then we'll place that into object storage on the cloud of the customer's choice. So it could be S3 if it was Amazon, uh, could be uh, Google Cloud Storage if it's a Google environment. So leveraging Cloud Connect, customers have a way to put data from on their on-premises file system into the cloud in a very cost-effective a manner because we compress the data, we dedupe the data before we send it into object storage in the cloud and then it's stored of course on cheap and deep object. So in this way many, cult- many customers implement multi-cloud architectures where they'll use the on-premises environment as a hub and multiple clouds as the different spokes so they can sync data to S3 and they can also be syncing data to GCS as an example. So these types of setups can be used for simple backup or disaster recovery but what we see is that customers leverage this as a way to stage data into the cloud for active processing. And in this way, they can choose, I'd like to process on Google today, and maybe next week, I'd like to process on Amazon. And there can be a variety of reasons, from cost to services, uh, that drive that decision.
0: I see. And uh, what about the licensing? So how do you charge for, uh, for your software?
1: Yeah, our software has a license, and there's two different models that the customers can use. Uh, they can either purchase a license from Elastifile and manage the infrastructure themselves uh, within their own cloud projects, or in environments like Google Cloud, we're available through uh, the Google Cloud Marketplace. And in Google Marketplace, a customer can go, they can select Elastifile, they'll choose the amount of storage that they want and the type of storage that they'd like to have. Uh, and for example, uh, hard disk drive based or SSD based. And then we'll create the cluster give them the file system. They don't have to do anything else and they'll just get one bill from Google through the marketplace experience. So there's two different models that customers
0: have to choose from. Okay, it's really nice. So we we mentioned at the beginning that you have a, a news for this week, right?
1: Correct. We're releasing a version 3.0 of the Elastifile solution. Uh, we're very excited about it. Uh, the key capability being introduced in 3.0 is something that we call Tier, And what ClearTier is all about is giving customers the flexibility to manage the cost and performance of their cloud-based file storage solutions in a way that makes sense for their workloads. ClearTier is basically blending the best aspects of not only file storage, but also object storage. So we're now leveraging object storage to extend the namespace of the file system. So with ClearTier, applications can see all of the files available in a file system, even if some of the file data is located on object storage and we tier the data between them seamlessly.
0: Ah, very nice. So on a time basis or a policy, other kind of policies that you can decide, right?
1: Exactly. A user would specify their targeted ratio between file storage and object storage. So for example, they may say, I would like 30% of my data to be in the primary storage file system and 70% of my data to be in object storage. Regardless of what ratio they select, all of the files, all the directories, all of the metadata related to the file system uh, is available in the primary storage file system in the Elastic File Cloud file system. But some of the data will be located on object storage based on the policies that they specify. When the application reads or writes to files, regardless of whether the data is located already in the primary storage file system or in object storage, The application doesn't know the difference. Our software with ClearTier will route the data to the application through the file system. So the applications, the workflows don't change at all. They have no idea that object storage is in the background and that tiering is taking place between the file system and the object store. But now the user gets the benefit of these very disruptive cost models where now cheap and deep object storage is being leveraged To store some portion of the data so all this is about giving the cost versus performance flexibility uh, to align with the needs of different workloads
0: i think it looks really really interesting but how we can get more from uh, Elastify uh, where can we find more info about Elastify
1: well the best place to find information about Elastify and to stay up to date is to follow us on LinkedIn or on Twitter Uh, you can also visit us on our website uh, that's www.elastifile.com, and Elastifile is spelled E-L-A-S-T-I-F-I-L-E. Uh, and, of course, anyone who wants to try the Elastifile file system can easily go to Google Cloud Marketplace. They can select Elastifile, spin up a cluster in just a few minutes, and you can play with it, You know, read and write some data, and scale it as necessary. So we encourage everyone to, to give it a spin.
0: Very, very good. Thank you, Jerome, again for your time today. And thank you, everybody, for listening to Data-Driven Talk. If you like this episode, you can find more on anchor.fm slash data-driven talk or by searching Data-Driven Talk on iTunes or your favorite podcast catcher. And please consider to give five stars to Data-Driven Talk on iTunes or leave a positive comment. You can also find me on Twitter, a or read my blog, juco.it, for comments and updates on the data storage industry. Ciao ciao